Hello, hello. Welcome to yet another podcast in the series called Basic Christianity. Today we're looking at the Word. So now when we look at the Word, we're mainly talking about the Bible. So what is the Bible all about? Or where did, did the scriptures come from? Because you find many other times people have such questions to say, who wrote the Bible? Or people wrote the Bible, that's why I can't believe in the Bible. But when we go to the book of 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So there we see that all scripture was given by God, but to men, so that it can get to other men. It's just like God had given the Ten Commandments to Moses on the Mount Sinai, so that he could give them to the children of Israel. And that's the same circumstance and situation that we see here in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. To say all scriptures in this Bible were given as, an, as a result of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit so that people can know the good doctrine, so that people can be instructed, so that people can uh, be directed, so that people can be rebuked, so that people can be corrected, so that people can walk in the righteousness of God. Yeah. So now, when we look at reading the Bible, most people make a tendency or a mistake in the fact that they read the Bible, everything, like it was written to them. So now, when we come to understanding reading the Bible, we have to understand that there are dispensations. So for instance, in the book of Genesis, we have uh, the dispensation of Adam, uh, then and so on and so forth. But us as Christians, as New Testament believers, we are in the dispensation of Christ. So which means all words that are there for us are the ones that are in relation to Christ. So now, I, I, I like to hear things like, oh... Uh, so th- my prayers have been withheld and whatnot and whatnot. But when we look at the teachings of Jesus, there's no withholding of prayer. I don't know if you get me. So now we have to understand that the word of God is for different reasons, as already stipulated in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. Then we also have to understand that we have to read the word according to dispensations and ask God to guide us on what he would li- love us to r- learn in that specific scripture so um anyways the word is very important the word of god most people have a devotional life where it only is awakened at church and in all other situations and circumstances they do not have a devotional life so your devotional life as a christian is supposed to consist of the word of god uh prayer praise and worship and that's it and also maybe the aspect of waiting on god so that you can get a response for the prayer that you were giving to god so now the major problem is many people do not read the word of god and two the other problem is that Even those who read the word of God do not understand and read it according to the way they are supposed to read it. So let me clarify on that part. Ephesians 1 verse 8, Paul was praying and saying to the Ephesians church to say that, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be open. So then I came to realize that the word of God is veiled. Because when you look at it, when Jesus was preaching the same message to the disciples and to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those other people. 
the disciples had come to him to say, why is it that to us you give us the information and to them you give them mysteries? Then he says, the secret things are for them. Yeah, it, it means that the word is encoded, it's decoded. But when we look at Ephesians 1 verse 8, it talks about the Lord or let me just say the prince of this world has darkened the Ephesians church. And you find that many other times that we believers of today are darkened because we do not understand sound doctrine. We do not understand the truth. We do not understand the word. In as much as sometimes we may hear sermons, we may go to church and hear the preaching. If I come to you after two weeks and ask you what you learned from church, the only response you will give to me is the topic and a few points you understood. Because why? You haven't appropriated the word of God to work for you. One thing we forget most of the times is when we look at the book of John 1, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Then when we go down, it says that the word became flesh. So it means that even us, in as much as we may be reading our word, each and every word is supposed to become flesh. Why? Because when we look at our creation, we were created to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ, and to his likeness and image. So it means that the more we read the word of God and the more we appropriate it, the more we become like the word of God. Even certain things will be made manifest at an easier pace. But one problem, our eyes of our understanding are darkened. Things are mysterious to us. So mostly people advise to say, you pray for a very long time, then you get to the word. Then will you see the mysteries unfolding? Because for me also personally, I've had challenges where I, I have deficiencies in my Christian life. My life in certain areas does not depict what Christ said or what God has mandated us to have. Why? Because of the same. So the more I pray, the more I read the word, the more I see that truly the word of God is encoded. Even sermons that I have heard time and again on my laptop, I've heard it once, I've heard it twice, and every time I hear it, it's like some new information has come. Why? Because at that time, information was not privy to the level or my level of my understanding, per se. Yeah. So now, when we look at the word, the word is important because it trains us to di distinguish God's idea about ourselves and the idea that we may have about ourselves or the idea that others may have about us so now when we look at judges 6 judges 6 is a story of gideon and when god went to gideon god had called him and told him that mighty man, he had called him mighty man of valor and gideon had said no i am not a mighty man of valor you have a mistaken identity so it means that when god created or allowed for us to come into this world he had an idea about us many people think they came into this world by coincidence or they came into this world by accident but that's a lie because when you look at it eh, there were six thousand people fighting for one spot so in that six thousand you as a single individual beat five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine other sperms and came to this world so it means god had a purpose for you an idea for you because another person would have come through that portal or would have come through your mom but it god just decided to say it just had to be you 
Why? Because he has an idea concerning you. He has an idea concerning your life. Don't forget, he was telling Jeremiah to say, the plans that I have for you are the plans to prosper you, to do you good, to give you future. And uh, that's the same promise that is available to us. That's God's plan and agenda. Yeah, but many other times we do not want to dig into the word to see God's idea about us. What does God have to offer us? Then too, it also helps us to keep away from sin. Many people say, yes, it's hard not to sin. Certain sins, yes, it's hard. Certain other sins, it is not hard. Why? Because we fail to hide the word of God within us. So, because when we look at Psalms 119 verse 11, it says that thy word have I hidden within me that I may not sin against you. So it means that when we hide the word of God, sin cannot find us. And how do we hide the word of God? We simply hide the word of God by reading it out loud. That is to be explained on another day. Yeah, but otherwise, we are supposed to ensure that we keep the word of God within us so that we do not sin against God. Because certain other sins are as a result of us not knowing the word of God. So we keep on speaking the word of God until it gets to another part of us called the will aspect of our souls. Then number two, it helps us to know the nature of God so that we understand the God that we serve. I once remember asking a young man to say that, um, who do you pray to? said God. Then I asked him to say, do you read your Bible? He said no. So I did not understand the nature of God that he was attributing his prayers to. Or I did not know the God that he was praying to. Because if you look at it, you cannot pray to somebody you do not know. Because your word life determines your prayer life to a certain degree. Then also, um, the other importance of the word is that it teaches us the principles of life. There are different principles of life. But not everything that is life in this world is the life of God. I repeat, not everything that is life is the life of God. Because when we look at it, if we are created in his image and likeness, so which means that we have the life of God, then if we look at is it Psalms 85, it, it talks about us being God. Why? Because we are a byproduct of God himself. If you look at even God when he was talking to Moses, he told Moses to say, I have made you a God unto Pharaoh. So which means that Moses had now gotten to a degree where he had conformed to the image and likeness of God. So it means the more we read our word, the more we conform to the image and likeness of God. Because even when you look at the word of God, getting back to John, it, John 1, it says the word became flesh. When we look at anything becoming, it takes process. So even our becoming into the life of God, it, there has to be a process. It may take six months, it may take nine months, it may take years, but until we be conformed to the image of Christ, we can keep on reading the words. Actually, the word life um, is not supposed to go down. You have to supposed to keep on reading the word of God. Because when we look at the word of God, as Jesus was overcoming temptation, he was referring it to something like a necessity, which is food. Because we know people need to eat. When we go very long without eating, sickness and all these other things, our body becomes weak, yeah, and the like. So then, um, the other importance about 
of the Bible is it also highlights to us our advantages. Christians are the most advantageous people. However, they do not know their advantage in God. Because we do not read the word of God, we do not understand the principles. So then it also teaches us to draw closer to God. It teaches us how to have intimate time with God. Then it also teaches us to walk in the ways of God and also to be like God, which I've already explained. Then it also teaches us about the character, or teaches us about character. What character am I supposed to have as an individual? How am I supposed to uphold myself around others? Then it also shapes our thinking to not be like this world. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. And the mind is renewed through information. So now the information is the word of God. So now let me just explain something about information and revelation. So when you are informed, information does not really empower you. It just makes you aware of the existence of something. Yeah, let me just say it that way. Revelation, on the other hand, it's like light has just dropped forth from your life. And we are supposed to contend for revelation in as much as we go to hear the word of God at church so that our faith could be stirred. We are supposed to keep on hearing, listening, reading the word of God until revelation breaks through. For instance, I've noticed that many people can be Christians for 20 years and still have nothing to show forth for. Let me clarify on that. In the nothing to show forth for, I mean, look at the people who are successful. It is not the believers. Why? Because of the same. Believers mostly, when we get to our church system, we learn according to the curriculum of the church system, but yet forget that in our purpose, we also have a different curriculum. Others, it may be finances. Others, it may be wealth. Others, it may be healing. Others, it may be Holy Spirit. Others, it may be gifts. That's why we are supposed to contend for mastery in a specific subject matter until we are done with it. But many other times, we go from one topic to another. As I said, we are joining the curriculum system of the church, which is mostly based on the inspiration of what the Holy Spirit would like to teach per time. And that teaching may not be relevant to all people in that church. Yeah. So now we as individuals are supposed to have a curriculum system for ourselves. If we say we're going to have a curriculum system on healing, then it means we're supposed to get all the scriptures on healing read them, understand them, until they become a revelation to us, until they become a part of our being, until they get to the aspect of our will, then do we go on to the next topic. Why have I said this? Because you find many believers are suffering, are going through this and that, and yet God has given us knowledge. Don't forget the Bible says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. People only perish so far as I've read in the Bible. There are only two reasons for perishing. One, lack of knowledge. Two, lack of vision. So now when you look at the lack of knowledge, it's a lack of revelation knowledge. That's why people are perishing. We do not appropriate a specific subject. We want to go with the curriculum system of the Holy Ghost, who sometimes does not talk to everyone in the church system. <laughs> Only gives ideas to other people. 
Yeah. Because certain messages may come today, but they may not be for your today. They may be for your tomorrow. But somebody is in a season where he needed that word. It was his or her seasonal word. So have a curriculum system for yourself on how you are going to grow yourself in reading the word. Read the word intentionally. Find a subject matters. Find a topic. Because when we look at the part of the Bible that says the world waiteth for the earnest manifestation of the sons, it's mostly referring to the manifestation of the word of God. But anyways, we end here for today. I hope you've understood the importance of the word. I hope you'll be intentional in your devotional life and you will go forth and pray and read the word of God until you become the word of God itself where even your speech is seasoned with grace, where even your thoughts are seasoned with the thoughts of Christ, where even everything that you do, it's all about God. Anyways, have a blessed time. Goodbye.